listening to The Fantasy Forum. This podcast is a collaborative and student-sourced podcast. Our goal is to create a forum to discuss fantasy across its many genres and modes so that we can talk about fantasy's place in our lives. My name is Yunji Cho. And my name is Luo Zhang. And we are first year students at Georgia Tech taking Dr. Jill Fennell's English 1102 class. Today, we are exploring how elements of fantasy can be seen in more modern forms of media on the internet, as opposed to more traditional movies and novels. So if you're not familiar with fantasy, fantasy is a genre of fiction that contains magical or supernatural elements is typically rooted in mythology or archetypes and provides escapism from the real world by allowing readers to explore a fantasy world. Fantasy as a genre was popularized in the 1950s through J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings series, and since then, fantasy novels have remained popular among adults and young adults throughout the late 20th century. However, new forms of fantasy media have appeared with the introduction of the internet and social media. As hosts today, we are curious about how the fantasy genre has evolved to better fit newer media and whether it holds the same appeal as fantasy literature. Now we would like to take a moment and introduce our guest. Today we are joined by Crystal Dye, a fellow freshman student who will be attending UPenn this fall. Crystal is our personal friend, an avid bookworm, and a consumer of these new forms of fantasy media. We are very excited to have her share her insight and experience on this subject. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Okay, Crystal. So to start off with, Yunji and I have been talking about how over the years, we have gradually stopped reading fantasy novels. Have you had the same experience? While I haven't had the exact same experience, I've noticed that many of my peers consumed YA fantasy series as elementary and middle school students. And as time went on, we began to consume fewer and fewer of these fantasy novels and novels in general. But that doesn't mean we have stopped consuming fantasy entirely. Rather, another way to look at it is that our consumption of fantasy has evolved with the introduction of the internet and the birth of new platforms and media. Okay, great. So, um, I guess, what fantasy novels or films did you watch when you were younger? When I was younger, there were many different ways I consumed fantasy. Of course, there were book series like Percy Jackson, The Chronicles of Narnia, and Harry Potter, but I also really enjoyed cartoons like Adventure Time and Gravity Falls, and animes like Attack on Titan. I think most people consumed a lot of fantasy as children like me. I would say that fantasy novels and children's shows were definitely a childhood staple for most people. Those titles are very familiar to people in our generation, and I was wondering what you thought was appealing to you about them as a child or a teenager. Growing up, I was an only child at home, so I often got bored and turned to books and TV for entertainment. I really loved to just get sucked into a world that was way more interesting than my own, and a huge part of my enjoyment growing up was imagining that I was living among the characters in the story and acting as a part of the fantasy world myself. Yeah, I think escapism is quite an essential element to fantasy. Um, it reminds me a lot of make-believe and pretend play, uh, because as children, we're kind of in that stage of development where we're exploring the world through symbolic terms and escaping into an imaginary world that helps us understand people, relationships, 
and simply the world around us more. So our topic today is how we consume fantasy now and where we see it in new forms of media. You mentioned forms of media such as books, movies, and cartoons earlier. Where have you seen fantasy being incorporated into new forms of media? I see a lot of fantasy being incorporated into video games. In particular, I play a very popular video game called League of Legends, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the fantastical elements I see in that. Hold up, what is League of Legends? League of Legends, also referred to as League, is a free multiplayer fighting game created by Riot Games. Players have a selection of over 140 characters, called champions, each with their own unique abilities and playstyles to choose from. In this game, two teams of five players occupy ciphered halves of a map and compete to destroy the enemy team's nexus. The nexus is a structure at the center of each team's base, and it is defended by turrets and enemy champions. But in order to destroy it, players must first accrue gold and experience. I also play this game quite a bit with my friends, and I would say a big hallmark of this game is the variety of different champions to choose from. I'm just curious, who is your favorite champion? I have a feeling you would know the answer to that, Yunji, but my all-time favorite champion is probably Seraphine, the starry-eyed songstress. Okay, so um, I have the intro for Seraphine pulled up, and it says, Born in Piltover to Zonite parents, Seraphine can hear the souls of others. The world sings to her, and she sings back. Through these sounds that overwhelmed her in her youth, she now draws on them for inspiration, turning the chaos into a symphony. She performs for her sister cities to remind their citizens that they're not alone, that they're stronger together, and that, in her eyes, their potential is limitless. Um, so I've actually never played this game before, but there seems to be a lot of care put into characterizing the champion. Um, I thought her background story sounded very intriguing. Like this snippet of an introduction already has me thinking, well, where is Piltover and what kind of people are the Zonite? So in what ways do you think League of Legends creates fantasy within its game? And what kind of fantastical elements appear in it to facilitate so, world building? So there's a lot of fantasy incorporated into the basic structure of League. Um, so one aspect of fantasy that we mentioned earlier are the magical elements, and we can see this integrated into the landscape of the game through the presence of abilities. Each champion has unique abilities that correspond with their lore, and abilities are magical powers that can do damage or provide helpful effects to your champion or teammates. Ultimates are your champion's special ability, and they typically do the most damage or provide powerful enhancements. Uh, Seraphine's ultimate in particular is called Encore. Basically, Seraphine's ultimate's charming effect pulls enemies closer to her, preventing them from escaping and completely disabling their abilities. This can be extremely helpful in team fights. If used properly, they can even have game-changing potential. Okay, so the description for Encore says, um, quote, Seraphine takes the stage, projecting a captivating force that deals magic damage. So essentially, Encore is a manifestation of her musical performance that's described. You can also purchase items that give enhancements to your champion. So items are divided into different categories, such as mythic items and legendary items, but these can get kind of complex, so we won't go too in-depth here. Yeah, and I'm looking at the uh, wiki right now, and some of these names of the mythic items sound so mystical and intriguing, like Dusk Blade of Drakthar, Moonstone Renewer, Frostfire Gauntlet, Shirleya's uh, Battle Song, 
and Sunfire Aegis. Um, it appears that each of these items have their own unique enhancements that correspond to the name of the item itself. This seems reminiscent of whimsical names in fantasy novels, such as Narnia and Hogwarts, and how they incorporate mythology to make the fantasy world more detailed and complex. Yeah, elements like abilities and items are important because users can use their understanding of these items and abilities to customize their experience with this fantasy world. Magic and fantasy definitely elevate the appeal of the game by creating a lot more potential for the way people engage. There are over 140 champions in the game, each with four magical abilities. That's literally 560 different ways people can play with each other. And if you understand your champion's abilities, you can use them in certain contexts, whether it's running away from an enemy, attacking them, or baiting them. Then you can build your champion to be more resistant to enemy attacks or to deal more damage to enemies once you understand what each mythical item does. Fantastical elements provide a framework for numerous possibilities to play the game. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, can you elaborate more on how lore contributes to your experience of the game? So let's go back to Seraphine and her lore. According to their website, Seraphine was born with a gift, the ability to hear souls. However, this blessing soon became a curse as she became overwhelmed by the cacophony of conflicting voices of people. To dampen her hearing, her parents bought her a crystal, but the crystal soon began to speak with her and guide her. Um, she began to sing to people and use her power to unite the two conflicting cities she came from, Piltover and Zaun. She amplifies the voices of all with a fresh force of optimism because to her, everyone deserves to be heard, especially those who are struggling. They inspire her and she will do her best to inspire them in return. So all of these elements kind of combine to make the game more immersive and entertaining. I think about these details when playing Seraphine and it makes playing her more interesting. Yeah, the way that you guys describe lore in League of Legends kind of reminds me of um, lore in K-pop groups which is something that I'm into. Um, so there's this group called Espa that has a lot of fantastical lore, which is explored through their music videos, short films, lyrics, and visual design. And I think it's something tangible that people can connect the music to, and it provokes imagination when listening to the songs. For example, they have um, a song called Next Level, and the lore and the lyrics provides context for why the song has this jazzy section. Um, it's supposed to depict how a portal opens up for the singers in their fictional journey across a space called Cosmo. These details definitely transform the song into something that is more than music um, and that the audience can engage with. I think there is definitely an individual choice on whether to engage with the fantastical elements or simply listen to the music for what it is. Rather than fantasy being the main appeal, I think fantastical elements can be a kind of accessory for enhancing the content's appeal. In the case of League of Legends, how do you think fantastical elements enhance the appeal of gaming? I think the main appeal of video games is being able to escape your daily life to engage in something that stimulates your problem-solving abilities. People often play the game for hours on end with their friends over the internet, so when speaking of fantasy and video games, I think fantasy furthers the sense of escapism and separation from the real world. So when we were talking about consuming fantasy through novels and film in our childhoods, we touched on the idea of escapism as well. Would you say that fantasy video games provide escapism in the same way fantasy novels do? 
I think that video games are generally more interactive with the fantasy world, as there is that element of controlling what the characters do. In comparison, you're usually just along for the ride when reading a novel and viewing the fantasy from an outsider's perspective. Also, the fantasy world is more tangible in video games and incorporates multiple forms of media that stimulates multiple senses. When you're playing video games, you're not experiencing only visual stimuli, but also auditory stimuli. The realistic CGI, the music, the sound effects, the voiceovers, everything kind of comes together to form a more comprehensive and immersive experience. Um, so how would you say the multimedia aspect of League of Legends also affects your immersion in the fantasy lore? The lore draws players into the universe and makes them more invested in the game. Let's dive a little deeper into Seraphine's lore, which is present in many forms, including an official website with written stories, a Spotify discography, and animations. This is what her official champion scene sounds like. unique is that Seraphine's theme includes elements of other champions' themes. This aligns with her backstory as it demonstrates that she can hear other champions' souls. When the song begins, you can hear the ticking of a clock and other mechanical sound effects representative of Zon, an industrial city. You can also hear the emotional and moving drawl of a cello and violin throughout, which is representative of Piltover, a grand center for incredible endeavors in art and craftsmanship. These sounds seem rather discordant and out of place at first, but as the song progresses, you can hear them gradually being incorporated into the melody. These strings and mechanical sound effects eventually intertwine with Seraphine's voice to create one cohesive song. This is a metaphor for Seraphine's quest to bring unity to the discord and strife brewing between Piltover and Zahn, the two opposing cities mentioned earlier. Riot Games has also put a lot into building a vast universe of interconnected worlds and stories. They have written lore on their website alongside maps to explore different regions, various Spotify albums, YouTube cinematics, and they're even planning on releasing an animated Netflix show this fall called Arcane. This company has invested a lot into the multimedia aspect that makes the League of Legends universe so convincing and enticing. The different modes in which you experience the lore help you make connections between different sensory inputs and process the fantastical story beyond any specific medium. So, then, would you say that multimedia content has expanded the horizons of fantasy as a genre? Absolutely. Fantastical stories are thousands of years old and were originally relayed via oral story storytelling. 
They evolved with the introduction of books and film, and now the introduction of the internet has transformed fantasy again. So I saw an interesting interview with Adam McInnes, the producer of the Next Level song I mentioned before. And he talked a lot about how technology and the evolution of media will transform our experiences with fantasy and escapism. That way. It's gonna keep on happening. I guarantee in 10 years, us artists will be playing live shows inside video games. I think that we are going to realize that we can create our own quote unquote dimensions within this world, like sub dimensions. Um, and I think a lot of social media does that. Music and the cross pollination of visuals and uh, electronics and technology, I think this is just the beginning. It's just gonna keep on getting more and more in depth. So we've talked a lot about lore affecting how players experience League of Legends, but we've also talked about the implications of new media on how we experience fantasy. I think that what we can gather from this discussion is that fantastical world building and new forms of content have a two-way relationship. World building captivates audiences and transforms the content into something greater, but the internet also provides a unique platform for creating those dimensions and furthering the kind of escapism and wonder fantasy provokes. I think that's a great stopping point for this episode. Through the exploration of League of Legends, we have found that fantasy can manifest in different forms of content, not just through text and video. Therefore, the implications of fantasy are broader than we may have expected. Thank you so much, Crystal, for sharing your experience with League of Legends. Yeah, we really enjoyed listening to what you had to say. It seems that fantastical elements inspire wonder and imagination, and those are key elements to making entertainment appealing. Therefore, we hope to see the evolution of how fantasy is incorporated in and portrayed through new forms of media. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Fantasy Forum, and we hope to see you next time.